welcome to Health Professionals in Recovery, a podcast for healthcare practitioners interested in substance use disorder, harm reduction, and recovery from addiction. Our hope is to provide education and support for those struggling in silence, recovering, and those who care for patients who suffer with substance use disorder. For more resources, please visit our website at www.healthprosinrecovery.com or follow us on Twitter at HPIR Podcast. And now, the hosts of Health Professionals in Recovery, Sean Fogler and Bill Kinkle. All right. (laughs) Welcome to Health Professionals in Recovery, a new podcast that is focusing on uh, healthcare professionals um, in and out of recovery and connecting community members from all different avenues, from harm reductionists to journalists, lawyers, um, anybody who's... uh, experience or profession touches on um, the world of of addiction. I'm Sean Fogler and uh, I'm a physician in long-term recovery from a substance use disorder and um, also from PTSD. Um, Also through my experience, um, I had experience with the criminal justice system and um, my recovery journeys brought me to today and to this podcast um, where I'm hoping to share my experience, uh, strength, and, and hope um, with others, especially professionals in the, uh, professionals from all, all different areas, but really healthcare professionals where the stigma and the silence is, is really deadly. And uh, I think we have an epidemic of, um, of healthcare-related issues and uh, burnout and um, stress disorders with uh, with healthcare providers because they're um, frequently afraid to share to share their struggles um, with others. So uh, we're hoping to provide an opportunity um, for professionals to engage with us and come speak openly and honestly about their experiences and. Um, and bring others in the community that are um, that are passionate about this issue and uh, and really changing changing the narrative, changing the experience, and um, improving the health and wellness of uh, of healthcare professionals, and uh, ultimately delivering better care to uh, to the patients. Hi, I'm Bill Kinkle, and I'm also a person in sustained recovery from substance use disorder. Primarily for me, it was opioid use disorder, but uh, I'm also I'm a paramedic and a nurse, and uh, I worked in the pre-hospital arena for about 10 years, and about 10 years as a nurse in a big ER in the city, and before that was all. This was all before my struggles with substance use disorder started. Uh, but what I found is that there were a lot of compounding factors throughout my life that made me more vulnerable to using drugs and finding relief in drugs, and so. We hope that uh, through this exploration between ourselves and through guests, uh, maybe we could reach some listeners and help some other people that may either struggle with this or make them help, help them to make sense of their own struggles through our shared experience. So one of the, one of the major goals uh, for our podcast is to um, have open and honest discussions about... Um, Healthcare professionals that are uh, that are in in recovery or, or outside of recovery, and uh, and and one of one of the 
one of the big issues I've found through my experience is is the shame and stigma and and the professional isolation that comes with um, struggling with a substance use disorder or a mental health challenge and um, and it's interesting because you know as a professional you you know are afraid of judgment and stigma um, from your colleagues and uh, at least for me you know the fear of asking for help and of appearing weak and not being able to pull my weight so to speak um, really kept me quiet for a long time and kept me sick and and really allowed my disease to progress to a level where there was some serious destruction in my life and um, I think one of the goals one of the goals of this podcast and one of the goals we should have is is to create an environment where it is safe to um, share our struggles and be open and honest without judgment and um, and where we embrace our our colleagues and our friends um, instead of keep it, keeping them quiet um, and uh, I like I always say like should the shame shame and stigma is is as deadly as the disease maybe worse actually um, at least that's been my experience um, what, what about for you Bill yeah I'd yeah. agree with all that I think all those things were, were true um, I mean it was a very progressive uh, incremental thing for me that uh, there was a piece as I as, as I became more ashamed of what I was doing uh, knowing that uh, it wasn't the healthiest thing for me and uh, professionally would be unacceptable for for most people just to to know that I was uh, injecting heroin uh, I also found uh, along with that type of physical isolation that I, I had a, a mental and intellectual isolation as well as that I progressed deeper into addiction uh, I found almost like an out-of-body experience like I was watching myself from the outside and I didn't want to be doing what I was doing but I couldn't stop it but I also found myself completely confused uh, about why I was doing these things, why I wasn't even sure how to get help, how to ask for help, what it looked like. And uh, I think that's true for a lot of people, is that we just grow e increasingly confused about what's happening and, and how to get help um, for a number of different reasons. Uh, but that's my hope, is that we will we'll talk more about um, sort of the deeper things that go through our mind and, and some of the things that affect uh, caregivers, particularly people in healthcare and, and rescue workers, um, that for the most part our, our job every day we go in knowing that when someone's in trouble you're the one that they're going to call and there's an expectation that you're going to know exactly what to do in this crisis situation and so when we're the ones that are in a crisis situation and need rescuing, um, that's an extremely difficult thing for us to try to try to seek help, try to find support, and try to make sense to get us back into the to the people in the profession that we love. And so we're hoping to we're hoping to talk about that and shed shed a little bit of light on it to, like Sean said, decrease the stigma and stop people from feeling so ashamed and so lonely and try to halt the isolation and make this more of a of a community response and in, in the hopes not just not just a, a community conversation of other people that struggle but for the broader healthcare community as a whole that we embrace this as 
an illness that needs to be treated and not ostracized. Yeah, those those are excellent points. Um, I actually I really like the point about not not being not knowing what reaching out for help looks like. You know, if if we're all in hiding and we're not open and honest, and you are struggling in silence, how and you look around and you you don't see a way. You don't know how to get help. You don't know how to ask for help. You don't know. It's it's an unknown, and it's scary enough to be suffering in silence. But it's the the fear. The fear can paralyze you. I mean, I know it paralyzed me. And uh, and not knowing what it looks like is is very is very scary. Um, and I and I know I know healthcare providers today um, that are suffering in silence and that are afraid to reach out and are regularly going to support groups and meetings, um, but they're quiet. They're even quiet in there for fear of being of exposure um, and for fear of the consequences of that exposure. And, and the consequences are, are very real. Um, and it's interesting because as we talk more and more about addiction, you, you can open up the paper every day or get online and see article after article. Um, of how we need to change, change our ways and our, our language and our attitudes and improve access and education to treatment and even things, you know, harm reduction strategies and medication-assisted recovery strategies. Um, but many of those things aren't open actually to healthcare providers. Um, you know, we have all this new, you know, research and, and science and strategies, effective strategies, evidence-based strategies and um but but we're not using them on our own we're not taking care of of um of the healthcare providers and and they're uh and and that's like a little twist that nobody really talks about and um and the repercussions are are significant they're really they're deadly um and so i think you know one of our goals is to you know pull back Pull back the uh, the covers and expose, you know, the the truth, the the reality, to um, of of what actually is going on within the healthcare community, and why it is the way it is, and why it's much better if we speak openly and honestly, um, you know, for all for all of us. Yeah, I agree with that, and I mean it. it it's a fascinating thing that, as a healthcare provider, um, you go down this path and you start struggling with substance use disorder, and you're you're in this environment. And for most of us, our identity is wrapped up in what we do, whether that's healthy or not is another discussion. But we identify as the the career path and, and the job that we do every day of caring for other people, and we know that when we ask for help for this particular problem for a substance use disorder that we're going to be removed from being able to do what we love to do and feel like we've been born to do and have prepared our whole lives to do this job that we do. We're going to be immediately removed from that uh, because there is a public safety aspect to that. Uh, but with that also comes the shame component is that all of your coworkers, all your peers know they're going to know why you're removed uh, most of the time. 
And how much does that factor into us remaining silent, which means that our illness progresses and we get worse and worse and worse until complete collapse uh, or death for a lot of us. And I guess one of the big questions is what can we do to, to more normalize the disorder so that one, it can be recognized sooner, but interventions can be done for these individuals uh, so that they're not shamed, so that they're not guilted, but the public is still safe, but ways that we can usher them into a treatment regimen that leads to recovery and leads to overall wellness, uh, both for the practitioners and ultimately for the public that they serve. And I, I think it's just, it's worthwhile to have this broader conversation of how do we specifically address people in these high-functioning, extremely important careers uh, who suffer just like the rest of the population with these disorders, how do we help them and, and make it um, more open and available and less shameful for them to ask for help when they need it? How do we ultimately change the culture? Yeah, that, that's excellent. And in fact, healthcare professionals suffer at greater rates than the general population for substance use disorders and most mental health disorders as well. So it's even more important to speak openly and honestly um, and have these conversations and tell stories and, and really look at um, what's beneath it all um, because our healthcare professionals, health and wellness depends on it and the health and wellness of our society depends on those individuals who've dedicated their lives to helping others and so um, just ignoring it and not talking about it doesn't doesn't make it go away um, that's not an effective strategy um, I tried that strategy myself yes, <laughs> for, so for, for, for many years um, with my own you know addictive disorder um, and my mental health challenges and, um, and sweeping things under the rug and ignoring them and not being open and honest, it, it never works. And it's not working today. Um, healthcare professionals, you know, are, are, are struggling. Um, they struggle. I hear it from my, my former colleagues regularly. And, um, but they're, like Bill said, they're attached to their identity. They're attached to what they do. They are grasping it, hanging on for dear life, and they're unhealthy. Their mental health and their physical health um, is affected greatly, and and they're they're and they're not happy, and um, and that doesn't make for good medicine, and uh, and it also makes for a very dangerous situation uh, because when you start sweeping things under the rug and then covering them up with say alcohol, drugs, bad behavior, uh, it, it never ends well. It, it never ever ends well. So, Yeah, so I completely agree with everything Sean said. And uh, so this is sort of the, the, the layout of where we're hoping to go with this, this podcast. We're hoping to just generate some healthy, honest, and genuine conversation about our struggles and the hopes that uh, people who listen who might still be in the shadows feeling that shame may may get some relief from that and may have an, maybe an outlet and some resources to get the help that they need and the help that they deserve and the help that their patients 
deserve for them to have also so that they can continue to be excellent caregivers. Thank you for listening to Health Professionals in Recovery. Please visit our website at www.healthprosinrecovery.com and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at HPIR Podcast. If you are struggling with substance use disorder and need help, please call the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration at 1-800-662-4357. Take it from us, people can and do recover.